0: There was a little bit of waffle, but only a little bit. There's a lot of really good stuff, but it was a little bit of waffle. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Jeff Brazier, Only Human, my honest and open podcast. Mental health is a big deal to me and considering you're here listening, I'm guessing it's probably a big deal to you too. A few years ago I trained as a life coach and NLP practitioner and by doing so I acquired a few useful tips and tools which have definitely helped me and my family and I hope will also help you too. So without further ado let's crack on and talk about this week's subjects and challenges whilst also remembering that yeah it's good to strive to improve but we're only human and that we should just take one step at a time. So for today's episode, I wanted to talk about our relationship with food. I think it's a vital area in all of our lives, because if we have a good relationship and we're in good habits with regards to what we eat and drink, then we give everything else a great chance. And I know a lot of you be thinking, you know, but Jeff, usually we're we're looking at something to do with mental health. This is physical health. But they're obviously intrinsically linked, aren't they? Because if we feel really good about our eating and drinking habits and obviously if we're hydrated and if we're we're giving our body the fuel that it needs then we're going to be able to perform better we're going to be able to sleep better we're going to be able to think and feel better um so the two are really really vital and i know there's a lot of ways that i get it wrong and i can't wait to share those and also I'm gonna share um, a, little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a snippet of, um, of Kate and I talking and discussing our bad habits. And um, Kate has got a few very, very odd ones when it comes to food. So um, I look forward to sharing those with you because they're absolutely hilarious. But I think it's really interesting for us to consider whether we're eating better or worse in lockdown. You know, we've got more time to think about it. Does that mean that our choices are, are better as a result? You know, we don't have the, the usual um, going to work um, concern where we know we've got to pick something up that's not necessarily what we what we want to eat. But, you know, we feel like, well, this is just a routine and a habit we're in. We're not in those routines and habits anymore. We'll have replaced it with something. But look, the bigger picture is this as well, is that, you know, I've learnt with having two teenage boys that are near adulthood now. That They're watching what I do, but they're not necessarily listening always to what I say. So I know they're looking at my food habits. That I know they're looking at what I cook. I know they're looking at how much I eat. I know they're looking at how kind I am to myself when it comes to these habits. And you know, if any of you are parents and want to be good role models, then I know that that will provide you with extra incentive really for you to make good choices, ones that we will talk about in today's episode. So before we launch into some very good questions and comments that have been sent in from you, uh, I've mentioned that Kate has some odd eating habits. Mine are not odd, but they're, you know, as as equally unhelpful. And I'm obviously more than happy to share those. I got really bored of cooking at a point. Um, I actually felt I got quite demotivated when I got booted off of um, MasterChef like after the first round. <laughs> So I think from now, I was like, right, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so that's obviously a problem because I'm responsible for two young children. Um, well, they're not young, are they? but you know what I mean. Um, another one for me is like just getting sucked into the treat cupboard at 10 p.m. I don't know why. And it's like that 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 time where you're just sort of going to go to bed and you think, oh, you know, just just one last treat. So, again, there's little ways of preempting that. Um, And I think I've managed to do that somehow. Um, And we'll get into that in a bit. Um, I definitely eat too much in one portion. Um, I definitely go back for seconds too much. Someone did say to me that we should always eat to 70% of feeling full. So, you know, I think strangely, whilst there isn't obviously a gauge in front of us that helps us to, um, to, to measure, oh, we're at 70, we need to stop it is actually quite easy to just sense when you're there. You're nearly three quarters full. Look, I like to show you my hand before uh, I go and start delving into everybody else's. So there's my weaknesses. Let's just chuck in the fact that I never stop at one or two biscuits. I always go for a lot more. And also while I'm being really honest, um, I can't just have a little bit of ice cream. I eat the whole tub. There you go. That's enough from me. Let's hear about your questions.
1: Here's a question from Hells. And this is under eating and she's working throughout the moment, and I assume she means sort of throughout lockdown. Uh, mostly gone to processed ready meals and now trying to get cooking again. But it's like a new habit to just throw something in the microwave. It's just something to eat, and that's my mentality around it. I can't be bothered to do something nice for myself. My mindset is busy helping other people. I don't practice what I preach.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I know that you probably speak for many um, with the fact that you've kind of given up on the importance of food because you're too busy um, with with another purpose, whether it be helping other people because it's your job. You might work for the NHS uh, or actually whether it's because you are so dedicated to, to helping everybody in your household get through lockdown that you forgot really to look after yourself. So so in that, I'd just say that, um, you know, food being a fuel uh, is the most important thing. If you're someone that helps somebody, then um, a lot of people get this back to front, but you obviously have to look after yourself first and make sure that you're balanced and you're fueled and that you're ready for, for each day, because otherwise you're kind of diminishing your reserves and you are at some point not going to be able to sustain the workload um, and the expectations that you're putting on yourself. So I know that you probably realize that yourself as well. But uh, I think no matter how busy we are, um, there are ways that we can make things easier for us to remain healthy eaters. Um, You know, you'll have heard a lot of these before, but let me just reiterate for any of you that haven't necessarily um, ever come across the fact that some people will cook in the morning uh, or a time of day when they're not necessarily going to eat the meal. But it just means that they've probably reduce the amount of time it's going to take to produce the meal um, down to half. So that's a really good way around it. Um, There's, you know, what would sound perfect for you, Hell's, would be the the batch cooking idea. So if you've got a day off, you would make a huge healthy meal and you would put it in Tupperware containers and you would freeze 75% of it. And, you know, whilst you might not necessarily love eating the same thing every day, at least you're controlling the fact that what you're eating is going to be good for you you know, it gets me onto the subject of when people shop in the moment. And there's a lot of people that are going to be really quick to say you must online shop because it just takes away so much of the uh, temptation for not physically being in the shop where you can physically walk down an aisle that physically <laughs> draws you into the things that you weren't there to buy, but you fancy in the moment, whether you're hungry in that moment or whether you just, you've got your guard down. So online shopping. Is is absolutely like you know it's for some people I I didn't get on online shopping for my food for for quite some time I I, I didn't like the, the 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 notion of it um, I, I don't know what or why just simply because when I did start doing it I was like well this is easy because you can shop in recipes you know it, it sort of it gives you suggestions as to what meal you want to buy and then it puts all of the ingredients automatically for that recipe in your trolley. So, you know, that that is obviously a, a time saver. It means you don't have to actually go to the supermarket. It means you're not going to get sucked into the things you don't want. Because I used to be that person that went shopping every day for that specific evening's meal. Um, I don't know what I was playing at. It just, it doesn't make sense, any of it, because I guarantee you, you're coming home with something that is is not necessarily going to be particularly great for you. So I hope those suggestions um, help Hells. But again, just the, the main point is to, Actually, ensure that if you want to sustain the wonderful work that you're no doubt doing, um, then you need to absolutely put yourself in the middle of your of your thoughts um, in terms of who comes first. It's not selfish, it, and it's okay to be selfish in some respects if it means that you are, you know, putting the right fuel in the tank and you're able to keep going, but keep going in a way that you you are feeling good, you've got good energy. And there's one less thing to worry about in your life, i.e. I'm eating rubbish and, and I'm going to pay for it at a later date. So if any of you guys out there have any advice, then please share it with us and I'll read it out in the next episode. And it's jeff at onlyhumanpod.com.
1: This next question comes from Kaz. She says, uh, I'm using lockdown to cook new recipes. I now use all leftovers and wilting veg. It's rather satisfying.
0: Kaz, thank you so much. I wanted to read this out just because um, I I don't know whether other households are the same, but I really do dislike waste. So um, what we've done to kind of counter that is that we buy in recipes, um, as I alluded to before, whether we actually physically go to the supermarket or not. Kate likes to drag me to to the supermarket at 6 a.m., which kind of gets in the way of my morning routine a little bit, but I'm I'm happy that we're sort of out getting it done. Um, but we will go and and just shop for the recipes that we've got in mind. So we've prepped those meals for the week. Um, we know exactly what we're there to get. And when we get home, we then play this sort of game that Kate probably gets a little bit too much enjoyment out of. Um, she loves to be organised, bearing in mind it's 7.30am in the morning. Uh, but what she then likes to do is empty all of the uh, shopping out, um, on the breakfast bar. And then um, she likes to be like, right, recipe number one. So it's my job to hold the bag open. And then she's like, right, chicken, broccoli, um, creme fraiche. <laughs> and uh, I have to sort of put all the things in an individual bag. She then, <laughs> she then uses a, a Sharpie to write what the, um, not just what the meal is that's within the bag, but also um, when it needs to be used by so that we don't waste And uh, and into the fridge it goes basically, and then we might. So my fridge is just a storage of individual recipes. It's no longer a place that I go in order to find something that I might fancy treating myself to. It's an interesting switch. It really works. So, um, but yeah, Kaz, to your point. I, I take it as a, a real sort of failure, if you like, if, if there's anything left over. Um, if I see that there's vegetables that haven't been used and things, that, then, then that for me, that's a soup. And I had a little bit of a conversation with Kaz about, you know, what she uses them for. And she says, you know, vegetable curry, soups, um, crustless quiches, um, you know, cooked veg that she puts in omelettes. And and they're yeah absolutely they're all brilliant like one lunchtime when you don't need to necessarily do any elaborate sort of cooking uh, or follow any tricky challenging recipe um, you know we all know how to make those things don't we so we would just sort of get a few eggs and uh, add them to the veg that that we've just chopped and uh, and away we go so it couldn 't be easier, and I would love to challenge you guys really to um to making sure that there isn't any waste after your weekly shop if you like starts to run out you 've used all your recipes. And, um, and the things that you're left with that show them a little bit of love and let's make sure that they're respected and valued. Um, I know people look at food like that. And to be honest, I'm beginning to as well, especially when I'm going to, I don't know whether I've told you, but I'm going to grow a mini allotment in my garden. (laughs) So these, these are vital habits for me. I'm not leaving anyone behind. Nobody is left on the side to just perish and then be chucked in a recycling bin. Nobody, I'm not having it.
1: This next question is from CC Bakehouse. They say, I think the language we use around food is important and relevant to this topic. Bad stuff, as you call it, or when people say cheat days. I'm not an expert at all, but interested in this topic. Wanting my nieces and nephews to have a healthy view on food and not feeling guilty for eating unhealthy food now and again, but understanding the importance of balance And the health benefits of all foods,
0: as well as being able to cook. CC Bakehouse, that is a really great comment. Because, you know, I wouldn't have actually ever really gone down that road. I hadn't realized um, until you've just brought that to my attention, to our attention. So thank you, because, you know, I'd never really thought about the terminology that we use around food. But I can understand how it would be really impactful. Um, Cheat day. Are we right to call it cheat day? That's the example given here. Are we cheats if, if we have something that we want? Because that's ultimately what we're telling ourselves, isn't it? We're a cheat for having that tub of ice cream. Cheating what? We're we cheating ourselves? No, not necessarily, because we are allowed to have a balance and we are allowed to treat ourselves, and we are allowed to feel good about the choices that we make as long as there is a, a balance and it's obviously within your expectations or goals that you have for your physical health. Anything outside of what you've chosen would obviously represent, you know, potentially a, a slip. But cheat, yeah, maybe that is the wrong expression. What would we what would we downgrade it to? It isn't it isn't anything, is it? You know, we can eat really healthily, and because we've eaten really healthily, we've a- allowed ourselves the room and the space and the right to be able to eat something that's considered unhealthy, but of which we will really enjoy because we'll know that It will only be that one occasion on that week, you know, so, so yeah, that's a really interesting one. And I really, again, want to throw the doors open to your comments because there are no doubt a lot more intelligent people than me listening to this who will be like, actually, you know what, the terminology, um, you know, that we use, here's some examples. Yeah, these are, these are bad things that don't necessarily help. So let's, let's blow the doors open to this discussion. um, And let's see if we can think of any more phrases that we use that actually, when we look at it, are probably not really helping us. So, this is the part that I get really excited about. It's almost very geeky of me, but I've done a lot of research this week. I've educated myself as much as I can on the subjects of food, nutrition. Um, Obviously there are limits to how much you can achieve within one seven day period. But what is really useful to me is that I have some friends that I know know a little bit better than I. Um, You know, people that have made it a real focus for them because it's part of their career, their lifestyle. Um, So here's some of the best recommendations that I got. Buy a dedicated water bottle. We haven't even talked about hydration. I guarantee it's as important as the food that you're putting in. Um, I've got a flask, right? Someone bought me and I just thought, I'm going to give this a whirl. Firstly, I made a cup of tea yesterday before I left to go to uh, my football match in Torquay. It's quite a journey. Um, so that was at 9.30. So when I got to football, it was we was having a bit of a meeting, chatting about the presentation and what we are going to do. And uh, it must have been 4 p.m. I unscrewed the top and it was still steaming hot. I don't know what technology this flask uses but it is a game changer. I'm so impressed. Anyway, it's by my side right now. I'm going (coughs) to clang it on the table as proof. But anyway, hydration, massive. Someone also said, don't obsess with the calories. And again, this is, I think, well, they think as well, the the pressure makes you buckle when you obsess a little bit much. It might help you. If it works for you, then great. And if actually you're, you're trying too hard to conform to something that you feel like you need to be able to do but can't, then i think that's your cue to find another way to to create your balance but calorie counting can create a bit of pressure and if if that's what it's doing then um, then it might not necessarily be the method for you to go down also to follow food role models i mean this makes absolute sense doesn't it i mean a lot of people always talk about um joe wicks and i used to love his videos when he was starting out on instagram you know if we like someone then we're generally going to enjoy their content let's face it we're scrolling social media anyway why not put a couple of these food role models on your timeline so that you can just pick up tips from people that are actually going to teach you and, and motivate you to do something that is good for you so there you go there there are all the tips that i'm relaying on to you and again i don't say any of these um from a position of being an expert these are not things that you must do these are just options for you and that's all i ever really aim to provide Spoke at the top of the episode about Kate. Now she's got some really odd habits, and I've just looked forward to sharing these with you. But instead of me sitting here, sort of, you know, speaking about my wife when she's not here to defend herself, uh, I thought that actually I'd just take a recording from when we we're in the kitchen together creating lunch um, on on this Sunday afternoon. So take a little listen to this, see what you think. So I'm sat on the sofa in the kitchen with my wife, Kate. We've just finished lunch. We had, what do we have? Uh,
2: prawn noodles, prawn stir fry.
0: And we made that Friday night. So making as much as possible, I guess, helps because like today we wouldn't have felt like cooking lunch, would we? No, always
2: something left in the fridge for the boys
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's, all, that's one of Kate's little things. She, she just cooks and makes a little bit more. Um, so <laughs> I told everybody earlier that, that I have some bad habits. You know how I sometimes eat biscuits to excess and obviously you've seen me smash many a tub of ice cream on my own. What about yours?
2: So I eat a lot of beige food.
0: You're wearing a sort of beige tracksuit as
2: well. (laughs) uh, I just like a lot of carbs and I know that some of them aren't so good for you so I need to watch that. Yeah, a lot of beige food, a lot of cheese, a lot of pasta. I guess I... I eat like a child, I would say. So, um, I love fish fingers. I love jelly, which, as you know, I eat in bed. Most why dads. do you hold on? Let's
0: just pause there for a second. Why do you eat jelly anyway? But why do you eat jelly specifically in bed?
2: <laughs> um, because they're they're ten calories, so they're but they give me that sweet hit that I need. So I don't need like a whole packet you go of to biscuits. Sleep. Yeah, my sweet craving I only get in the evening just before bed. I don't really eat anything sweet throughout the day. And it's just my little treat and I like the texture. <laughs> <laughs> I always clean my teeth after.
0: So it gets more interesting though, doesn't it? Take us to the next uh, level.
2: I wish I'd never told you this. When, when I was younger, I, I don't eat gluten. I haven't eaten gluten for about... 12 15 years i'm really really intolerant i'm not celiac but intolerant um but there's one well, there's a couple of things i really miss but one is the bachelor's cheese and broccoli pasta that like comes in a packet um i used to eat it all the time when i was younger i think to me it's like so a it cuddle a, in a packet
0: it wasn't a university thing
2: No, no, it was a child. And then still university before I gave up gluten.
0: So cuddle in the packet. It's a
2: cuddle in the packet. Um, You basically pour it out. It's like powdered sauce and you add butter and milk and it's delicious. Anyway, so what I do sometimes is buy a packet. They don't do them in gluten-free. And I sieve the pasta out from the powder and then I cook my gluten free pasta with the powder, so I do it exactly the same with the powder and the butter and the milk, but I take the time to actually sieve and wash all the powder off the pasta that comes in the packet and then use that powder.
0: There's such a lot of effort to go through.
2: It's so worth it, though, because it really is a cuddle in a packet.
0: Um, I can see your face light
2: up. <laughs> I don't do it that often, but I have done it twice in the last two weeks. I think lockdown was getting to me a bit.
0: Is that the most unusual eating habit you've got?
2: you know this. <laughs> uh, uh, I, um, so this was a university thing. I used to have a really big crisp addiction, really, really bad. I would eat crisps every single day, as you know, at least a packet every day, sometimes two. Um, I don't do that anymore. I don't even have crisps every week. So I'm really proud of kicking that habit. Um, but there's one that I miss in particular, which is disco salt and vinegar. And so sometimes I have been known to to buy the packet and then lick all the flavouring off. There's something about the flavouring on discos, I don't know if anyone's ever had them, that is like unbelievable. But I don't want to eat the crisps, so I just lick all of it and then put the crisps in the bin.
0: You're a crisp licker.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe I've just shared that. You didn't know that till relatively recently.
0: I didn't know that or the bachelor's thing until until yesterday, when you were just, for whatever reason just divulging.
2: The bachelor's thing I'm probably less ashamed of because they don't they just don't do a gluten free version. So I'm just I'm being practical and finding a solution. The disco thing is probably something I have done in secret.
0: But I'm um, listen. I'm glad that you enjoy it. Is it the sort of thing you're going to carry on doing?
2: Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that I'm not, but now I know you're
0: going to be watching me. I always encourage people to get in touch with me. There are so many reasons that you can get in touch. I mean, share some advice, give an opinion, and tell me what you think the subject should be for the next couple of weeks. I'd love your input. You know my socials on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but there's also this wonderful email, which is jff at onlyhumanpod.com.
1: This next one is from Jackie. It's a message saying, I do a weekly food shop, making sure I have cravings included, like, for example, a pack of single twirls, where I can have one with my afternoon coffee. My meals tend to be same of late. So I just signed up to a website, a fortnightly food website to get and eat more food variety.
0: Jackie, you have just reminded me. So um, someone said to me, don't drink coffee after 2pm. Uh, so take that or leave that. Um, someone also said try not to eat after 7 30 p.m so again there's another one we can take or leave um but yeah this um yeah we can there are other ways obviously to ensure that we're eating the stuff that we need to and if you want to again use a way a tactic of eliminating the temptation um then what jackie suggests is is right obviously it might not be to everybody's price point but I think you know it's good to look into and I'm sure there's variations of you know there'll be top enders there is within any market really and there'll be you know ones that are slightly more economical and and um and and achievable so I think that's something that I'm looking into um again we're we're in lovely habits Kate and I but we did read a book last night um we sort of skimmed through the summaries it's not you know it's not cheating we just wanted to research really for this and it's called food WTF. I know you know what that stands for. Should I eat? And it's by Dr. Mark Hyman. And the summaries were really, really fascinating. You know, one way effectively of us being able to control the things that we're struggling to control is to let somebody else to control it for us. So, you know, one of these companies are able to send us a box. It has exactly the right ingredients in the right uh, measurements. Um, in the in the right quantities, should I say. Um and all we've really got to do is is chuck it in the pan. So, you know, how can that be a bad thing? And if it helps us to stay on track, then um then that's really good. And also when I say stay on track, like that's a, a phrase that I want to explain. Um just because um I think track for me represents the path towards the goals that I've got, the expectations that I place on myself. So I think it's really important for us to also establish all of us really, you know, just what am I trying to achieve with my relationship with food? Um, you know, am I trying to lose weight? Am I trying to just maintain where I'm at? Cause I'm happy. Um, you know, whatever it is that you find yourself in, in terms of the situation, your relationship with your body your relationship with, with food generally, it's really good for you to just establish like well what is it that i'm aiming for um and and that should obviously inform the choices and the decisions that you're making um but again we, we've talked about goal setting and we've talked about habit forming uh, in previous episodes but they'll always crop up again but just make those those asks um as small and as achievable as possible I've always said that I'm going to live till I'm 111 years old, and a lot of you laugh or snigger at that because obviously, how can we, how can we sort of decide how long we live? Um, well, actually, you know, obviously we don't, but we control what we control, right? So we control what we eat, unless someone's force feeding us, and I don't, I don't think that's ever the case. So I've always had this, always felt this obligation to my children to ensure that I'm always healthy because I can't possibly take the risk of not being here for them because they've already lost their mum and not going to allow them to lose me as well. And I know that we don't always control the outcome, but I do control what I control. You control what you control. Um, so food isn't just about, oh, you know, what are we like? And oh, oops, I've eaten a tray of cherry baked It's, it's actually more than that, isn't it? It's about, no, I really do want to live quite a long time. So I really do want to get the balance right. I do want to be kind to my body. I do want to put the right stuff in. I do accept that I can treat myself. I'm not going to eat and drink perfectly my whole life. I'm not going to panic about it because I know that moderation, balance are really key words. And I'm sure that you feel the same. Um, but yeah, sometimes we can just get caught up in the pandemic, very easy to do, um, family life, stress, drama, You know, work, relationships. And we just forget that if you're grateful for life, if you love life, Look after yourself, look after your body. It's a gift, it's a privilege for us to be given what we've got, to be here living and breathing. Our bodies are incredible things and all we've got to do really is put the right stuff in and if we can do that and maintain that, it will take care of the rest. So there you go, it's a team effort between not just you and I, um, but between you and your body. Um, but our, you know what kind of team player are you being? i didn 't realize until really focusing on it uh, how much i've learned about it that our habits with food are really really vital um you know there's questions that we 've raised and and just ones that i'll reiterate really in my in my final thoughts and that's can we make meal times a different type of event so that we don't see it as being something that we dread? Um, can we make it more inclusive? Can we enlist the help of the people that also live in the house like I chop and kate cooks and it's been that way for the last few months i love it because i've cooked solidly for the last 20 years that's been my responsibility and it's so lovely to have that taken off my shoulders for for a change um and kate's actually better than me as well and i will tell her that and i tell her that can continuously so that she doesn't get bored because i really don't want her to get bored but yeah you know can we can we change the way that we view Meal mealtime so that we're more um that we're more receptive to i guess cooking from scratch and using ingredients that we know are going to be really good for our health uh whether it's using those those really important tips about batch cooking potentially or whether it's we prep um at a time of day not when we're not going to actually have the meal but when we know we've got a little bit more time um that's something you can definitely ask for people's help with so you know reduce the load um you know if you don't like cooking fine um Get, get other people to join in with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Only Human. If you like what you've heard, there will be new episodes every Tuesday from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Absolute Radio app, or wherever you get yours. And remember to rate and review the show. Uh, you can also get in touch with your questions, concerns, or dilemmas by emailing me direct to jeff at onlyhumanpod.com and I'd absolutely love to hear from you.